Welcome to episode 269 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man who is in Oakland, California for only a few more days. It's Randy Michael Stepp. That's correct. I'm currently not in Oakland, California. I'm at a different location, which will go unspoken. I also have shitty audio this week, too. In an Oakland-adjacent area. <laughs> That's it? You're just going <laughs> to breathe heavily into the microphone? Yeah, I don't know. You usually just Jesus introduce Christ. someone else after I say one thing. Uh, I, I, what is... Are you okay today? Yeah, I'm fine. Randy's you know how I am with punctuality. I don't <laughs> like when people are late to things. That's fair. Randy... That's why I said 6.30, because I expected 7 o'clock to be at the start time. <laughs> yeah, I also tried to uh, see if anyone needed more time before the show, before I came on, but uh, they told me that after <laughs> I had already joined the call. <laughs> why? But why are you surprised? This happens every week. I don't know. I try to be communicative about things, and I feel like I don't get the same. I don't like... Okay, first of all. Russell John, the fisherman, is also here. Would you stop flipping Hello. me off in the camera? I'm not in a hotel, and I am a uh, good mic, so I'll sound great this week. While yeah, you're the only one who dropped off. <laughs> I know. I don't know <laughs> what lost happened. you for like a minute. Well, dude, I'm in a control tower. We have four screens in front of us. I got like, you, you know, it, it takes a lot to make this show happen. Why are you itching to twitch, dude? Itching I'm, for twitching? I'm itching to twitching. I don't. What does that mean? By the way, Randy, I, I keep getting push notifications that the Donut King is going live. Dude, he goes live at like any random time of the day. It's usually around like 7.30 p.m. our time. Randy, he went live at 2.30 in the morning one time. Also, I think you Randy, saw that notification late. I, uh, I apologize for being late, Randy. Again, um, now that I don't, I don't know what the hell is going on with COVID, but traffic is back. And uh, I got here late. And this weekend, I actually didn't do anything i i relaxed uh you know the other co-founder of uff flew out and we hung out with madeline while clark was out of town and dude we went we hung out with randy clark and we went wine tasting and then today while i was at work what? yeah we went we went to two mm -hmm. uh wineries what the fuck what yeah oksana you want to say hi and talk about wine <laughs> no <laughs> okay, okay. No to which talking about wine or saying hi. Oh, I'll say hi. Also, the wine was great. I want to look into natural wines because they don't have a bunch of bullshit in them. Oksana, you would drink old grapes in a jar. I've definitely had too much Franzia in my life. <laughs> a lot of filament in there. But yeah, dude, we I honestly I think I had a relaxing weekend that I'm paying for today, feeling unprepared, but you know, I'll where did y'all go? Where did y'all go wine tasting? Uh, the first place I don't know, but the second one was called uh, Donkey and Ram, or <laughs> the hell, like Donkey and Bull, or something. No, there was a goat in there. Oh, it was yeah. goat and donkey. <laughs> it was a couple of animals, dude. I don't know. <laughs> y'all are a couple of animals. Oh, well, here oh, it was Donkey and Goat. Donkey okay, goat. there you go. Okay, so Donkey and Goat. If you, you, where in um, Berkeley? The yeah, it was Berkeley. Oh, okay. And the thing is, you think with the name like Donkey and Goat, it'd be a little like blue collar or something. And it was the second place we went to. They weren't nearly as pretentious, but their logo was like geometric, vaguely looking 
animal shapes that were like head to head. It I, it was bizarre. Oh yeah, yeah. But then I don't know. That's pretty much what we did. Well, I went to the land of the Mormons. I know. Did they recruit you? They tried. Salt Lake City is a very strange place. Have either of you ever been there? I have not. Just for shows, thought I haven't really got like a full experience of the city. So you didn't have to get the full experience of their airport, which is single-handedly the worst airport in the history of these states united? <laughs> no, I've never been. Dude, it takes 20 minutes to walk from the gate to where you should get picked up. I heard uh, Mark Maron complain about the same thing today. Oh, oh dude, he opened <laughs> up. He opened up the show, so we saw we saw Mark Maron. I went to go see um, uh, my friend Amanda, and uh, who had to move out there, and uh, we saw Mark Maron on Saturday, and he opened up the show talking about that. But a uh, quick thing about that: um, he was there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? Well, Amanda got the tickets. Well, we went on Saturday night. The tickets she bought were for Friday night. Oh, what? So we get, we get there, and the 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 woman at Will Call says, uh, these tickets were for last night. Whoa. I, Damn. She immediately freaked out. I immediately died out laughing. Uh, but the, the, in the, we went to the last show. We went to the Saturday late show at 930 and, uh, tickets. Also, I love late shows in Salt Lake city. 930 is the yeah. late show. Um, and, uh, there were still seats available, so it wasn't a problem. Now, but, uh, Mark Marin was doing comedy, right? Not like a live yeah. podcast. Okay. No, he's doing, he was, he's working on some new stuff and he's, you know, he's back in clubs now. And, um, I mean, not that his career's gone South where he yeah, has yeah. to go back to clubs, but I mean, you know, the clubs were packed all weekend, but, um, you know, Wise Guys is probably, it's a decent sized club, maybe 250, 300. You know, I do think that that's a defining characteristic that really separates people's like, I don't know if it's ideologies, but just outlooks on life. Like when shit happens to you and you can just laugh as your initial reaction, I, man, I don't know. I feel like it's the healthiest thing you can do because that's definitely whenever I get shit on by life, I just I laugh about it. I don't know. It's it's something well, I definitely like about you, Clark. Well, people with stronger constitutions than myself will say that it's a defense mechanism. Oh, for sure. But I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. It. I think I think there needs to be a balance with everything. So did you did you all do anything else out there? I say not a whole lot, and that's that. And she got frustrated because of that because I didn't want to do anything. Well, I, okay, I meant and she was I meant, like, "You want to go see this? You want to go see that? You want to go see Space Jesus?" And I was like, "All right, well, can we drive by Space Jesus?" Oh, so we God. drove by Space Jesus. <laughs> Who's that, Elon? So no, they dude. So apparently, fifty percent of the city it classifies themselves as Mormon. Okay, which is kind of wild. Um, and you know, there, everything shuts down at midnight. There are no businesses that are open past midnight. Uh, there are like very few bars. They're all like sports bars and you have to buy all the liquor through state controlled liquor stores. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's still like prohibition liquor laws and you can't 
get beer in stores if like it's over 5.5%. Oh, weird. Yep. Yeah. And none of that sounds like a problem for you. They have like four brands of cigarettes. Which you're a new fan of. Yeah, I didn't. I, by the way, I didn't smoke for like three days. Thank you very much. You're already <laughs> addicted, bro? I'm not addicted. It's just I'm bored. You were like grumpy and scratching. You're like, well, I need to fucking smoke. No, I think I'm going to work out in this gym tomorrow. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, no, when I was asking if you had done anything, I meant, like, I know you well. Did you, like, cook anything fancy? You throw some more chicken nuggets in an omelet? What were you doing? Well, I went, I went, you know, I went over there for my birthday, so Amanda cooked. Um, She wouldn't let me cook, so I I let her cook, but then I just sat there and stared at her and made her nervous, and that that made, that (laughs) got enjoyment out of that. Now, uh, for our audience that loves you so much. Uh, what's this relationship like? Are we platonic or yeah, friends with Bennies down there? Or what's going on? No, no Bennies. Where were you sleeping on the couch? No, double air mattress, baby. Oh, you doubled up on it? Yeah, because then, then you know, because like with air mattresses, it's always going to sink to the bottom. So you, know, <laughs> you double up, and then you get a nice little pocket. Nah, fuck that. She's a smart California girl relocated to Utah. She's probably got like a California king in there. He should have been like, move over. She lived in like California for four years. She's not California. She's <laughs> yeah. Alabama. And that's probably why you like her. But all right. Well, fuck you. You chose to spend your birthday with others than your family here at home. We celebrated anyway. We uh, drank yep. beer and wine all weekend and, you know, just... uh Commented on how mature you are in your new, uh, how old are you? Like 38, 32. I'm younger than you. Nah. Thank you very much. In, at heart, I'm like 22. So You're 36. I'm 35. Oh, fuck. I really thought you were like 32. No, I'm 35, dude. That's me. Oh, you're 32. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he looks the oldest out of I all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. I don't know. All right, I'm it's Randy. All Randy has to do is smoke a, a pack of these, <laughs> and he'd look 46 years old. All right. Well, Oksana, did you have anything you wanted to add on this fun weekend we had? Um, <laughs> I think I know the answer already. Thanks, Oksana. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, are we, are we ready to start the show officially? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Let's bring in... Uh, Oh man, I, I just had a weird impulse to do like a radio intro for like David Lynch. I feel like we should stress that. You know, we fly him out every week to do the show, and he's so kind to give us the most dead air you will find on our podcast. I, I feel like he deserves an intro or something. But uh, also, I thought you corrected us and that David Lynch was after the other segment. You know what? Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll touch on that after. Anyway, uh-huh. uh, let's bring in uh, David Lynch. Come on, come on in, dude. <laughs> I, wa- I wasn't going to say it right. <laughs> okay. Good morning. It's August twenty three, two thousand twenty one, and it's a Monday. Today, I was thinking about the year nineteen sixty five and the Righteous Brothers version of Unchained Melody. Everyone, <laughs> have a great day. All right, thanks, David. And that's the director of Eraserhead there, uh, Mulholland Drive, Twin Peaks. He's not wrong. It's a great song. 
You should have saw him pondering it. He really sat there and thought about it for like a good five seconds, which feels like all, an eternity on radio. All, all that motherfucker thinks about is songs and coffee. And water. Liquid and music. That sounds about right to me. Amazing. <laughs> Wet. Have a good day. All right. Well, we need we need to do a new segment. <laughs> I, I love that damn stinger. Um, all right. So uh, last week, apparently I was doing drugs or somebody drugged me. I was on a roofie. I was fucking everything up. One, I, I had mentioned two weeks prior that I was going to cover MTV Fear. Don't know what happened there. I didn't do it. I've been talking to our uh, buddy Thomas Burke of the TBR report. And I think we've decided I, I had to, I had to like massage him into this, but um, we're going to cover it for the 20th. So we'll invite him back and then we'll do MTV fear and kind of like, hopefully a deep dive. I don't know. People enjoyed that other one we did. It's weird. It's not how we normally cover stuff, but I also talked about poster sizes. <laughs> um, uh, my former boss, current friend and uh, other content creator on our YouTube channel, Terrell, immediately called me out i think it was about 6 30 a.m he texted me <laughs> and he was like yeah, i just got the text wrong in all capitals he said that is not the standard poster size for us i don't know what i said it was completely wrong it's 27 by 41 which the issue there is that we make a lot of frames out here standard that's 27 by 40 but if you get an older poster they have a little bit of print off usually with the serial code you have to go custom or, or cut it off, and it, it really fucks everything up. Also, A1, the UK size, is 23 by 33. I don't know if I was confabulating the two. Again, I, I think Oksana gave me a roofie or something. Also, I put down a wager. I believe uh, in my in my very boisterous, uh, uh, confident Boist- way. I, I made up a word. Powers. <laughs> Boisterous? I was feeling very confident. Confident. What? I don't. I don't know. The drugs are kicking. Oh, it, it's damn. something. You know, is there asbestos in here? I don't know what's happening. Um, but again, I I threw out a bet of an Ethereum, which also was lame in its own. That I I had always done TBR prior to the intro of the show. I'm completely wrong. I'm actually surrounded by notes that said the contrary. I could have looked at any of them, and I I, I would have been corrected. Again, I, I felt the need to uh, to fix that. Um, also, if you listened to our interview uh, last week with uh, Maxi or oh Maximiliano Maximiliano Contenti, the, yeah. the coolest fucking name ever. Um, I've been talking to him about uh, Plaga Zombie, the shot on video zombie film from Uruguay. Apparently it's on trauma streaming. So I don't know if you're one of the few people that have trauma streaming, but they're all on there. So yeah, I don't know. Did you have any news, Oksana? I just wanted to clear that all up that I, I clearly had a stroke last week <laughs> and, and powered through it. I, can I add to the news segment? Yeah, yeah, please. I'm now a watch guy, baby. All right. So you're look, you're not. Look at my fancy box. Oh my god! What is that? And then, then ready. Uh, again, visual visual content for a medium that is only audio. He's that a shoving cool a watch, watch into his <laughs> laptop uh, 
camera for me to look at. You know, I don't like watches. I used to play a lot of sports and I used to wear them and I would break them or lose them all the time. I was anti-watches for the majority of my life. I have recently become a watch guy and this is the first watch. It's a and good watch. It doesn't even hook up to like your phone or anything, so I don't see the point, dude. No, this is a True. this is a nice this is a nice watch, dude. This is no this is no jerk off watch. You understand? Doesn't this take is, your heartbeat a, when you go on a walk. This dude? is a gentleman's. <laughs> this is a citizen, bro. This is a gentleman's watch. Oh, it's a citizen cane. No wonder you citizen, got it. It's a citizen cane. Okay. <laughs> it's citizen cane coming to Criterion Criterion 4K Blu-ray. Oh, I'll buy that. No, you wouldn't. Hundred percent. Hey, y'all are wrong about Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane is fucking cool. All right. Thank you very much. Do <laughs> you want to go a little end, bit deeper on that? End of news segment. Talk about deep focus and nonlinear yeah. storytelling. Yeah, because Rosebud is about a pussy, dude. Okay. How is that not fucking cool? Um. All right. Now, you, you... Oh, wait. There's more news. You have a segment this week. Do y'all know about the Field of Dreams thing? Yes. I do. Also, Russ, don't do the thing until I point. Okay, I was waiting for you. Um, all right. So, did you did you guys watch that? No. The field, the, so, Major League Baseball did a Field of Dreams game uh, with Kevin Costner, kind of helped put it together, and they built a stadium in Iowa that was not far from where they actually filmed the movie. And you know, they had a, the whole intro set up where uh, Kevin Costner first comes out of the corn. And he's just like tossing a baseball around. It's a little awkward for a couple minutes, but then <laughs> actually the uh, the Yankees and the White Sox come out of the corn, and oh. of course they're they're playing the score of the movie. And honestly, like of course, the, dude, they're pulling on the heartstrings big time, dude. And like I I got a little emotional with Jonathan Davis there. He was not. They didn't play not. Children of the Corn, dude? No, they, they were going to get him to be the umpire, but they thought to be a little distracting. <laughs> <laughs> again, my favorite corn tribute band, Corn Again. Look it up on YouTube. You will love it. That's very good. Um, so, yeah, they come out of the corn, and you know, then they have the game. Now, the game, now people are flipping out about the game because it actually, um, that, that field that they built was just a launching pad. There were like 27 home runs. That was just <laughs> nonstop home runs. And the game actually got one off a walk-off in the bottom of the ninth off a home run. And so it was a very exciting game, and people were flipping out saying it's the best baseball game of all time. I mean, but it was a great game. Uh, don't get me wrong. But, um, I, and I, I, thought they did a, I thought they did a great job with it, to be honest. That's one of the few things Major League Baseball can do right. Um, but now immediately they're like, they're going to make it in every year thing, but they did it this year because it was the 30th anniversary of the film. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause it came out in 91 and you know, I don't know about you guys, but like, you know, me growing up baseball fan, like I've seen that movie a lot and I like that movie, but like you hear the score and it's just like, it was, it was emotional. The, but the only first thing, thing, hold on. The yeah. only thing I remember about that movie is what are you going to do with that crowbar? Is that a line <laughs> from that movie? He's like, what are you going to do with that crowbar? He's like, I'm going to bust your fucking head in. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't, think he's, I don't think he says the F word. I remember an F. This is a nice movie. I'm going to break your freaking head in. 
This is a parental guidance movie. You got a little girl who chokes on a hot dog. <laughs> One of your personal fears. Oh, that is how I will die. <laughs> I will die in a hotel room in Phoenix choking on a hot dog. Country but song no, right there. No, the first thing I thought of, uh, you know, with, with Field of Dreams was, um, you know, and again, I think Major League Baseball did a good job with this, but I thought they would a better job if it was the Rodney Danger Field of Dreams. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. How's everybody doing? Okay. Okay, here we go. Where are my jokes? All right. Hey, hey, why is Yankee Stadium the coolest place to be? Oh, it's full of fans. <laughs> all right. Why is it so hot at, at the Philly games? Oh, because it's not a fan in the whole place. <laughs> all right. Hey, did you hear about the joke about the pop fly? Forget about it. It's way over your head. All right. Oh my god. <laughs> What's a baseball player do when his eyesight starts to fail him? He takes a job as an umpire. All right. If are there more? Why are baseball games at night? Because bats sleep during the day. All right. Did you write all these right now? I mean, First, I'm a huge fan, Mr. Rodney, but uh, we didn't know we were doing this segment, so I'm curious, like, did you have all these baseball jokes? Hey, why are frogs good baseball players? <laughs> because they're great at catching flies. All right. Wow. So, it was perfect with the music, too. It's almost like you didn't plan that two minutes before we started recording. <laughs> and got yelled at by our engineer. <laughs> And I'm I'm literally scrolling a page. <laughs> what? Called I'm I'm literally scrolling a page called scarymommy.com <laughs> forward slash baseball jokes. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh I, man, I totally thought you uh, wrote those. Uh why why are centipedes <laughs> not allowed to play on bug baseball teams? Oh my because God. it takes too long to put the cleats on. All right. <laughs> what are these jokes? What the fuck? Uh, I, Randy did not crack a smile that whole time. Oh, all right. I got a Randy joke. You ready? I'm buckling up. All right. Who's the most famous Los Angeles Dodger? OJ Simpson. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. I I saw him smile there. It is a little hard because Randy's yeah, backlit. very backlit. Yeah, and you're completely shrouded in shadow. That's how it's, I like uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mysterious, dude. Hey, what do you get when you cross a baseball player with a monster? A double header. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Wait, what? A double header. Oh, All right. You it's look. not monsters famous, but you can't have two heads. <laughs> I mean, I just wanted some more background on this monster. Fuck, man. That got me. Good job. Was that it? Or do you have more hidden? Dude, there are 95 baseball jokes. All right. Let's end it there, because I think you're going to get a kick out of uh, this week's um, TBR report. Hey, it's the TBR report. Okay. <laughs> oh. I don't. Have, I hope you don't have to pay him extra for that. 
Um, so Thomas Burke, you know, I'll just start with the email and then I'll try and work through it with y'all. Please listen, because Clark, I think you're really going to appreciate what the fuck he's trying to do this week. Um, so here we go. Here's Thomas Burke, our found footage adventurer, which he truly is. I, I recently was talking to him and he was up for 72 hours doing editing projects and he still cut us a new bumper. Also, I think he's been talking to the first Arch- uh, what Armenian found footage filmmaker. I don't know. He's a monster. Um, Thomas, I love you. Thomas, 72 hours. Thomas, you didn't sleep for three days? Yeah, I know. And I gave him shit for not catching all of us. I'm like, I know you can do it. What the fuck? By the way, what kind of cigarettes he smoked? I don't know. It looks like he was rolling some shit. It's probably like salvia or some weird psychedelic. Salvia? (laughs) I don't even know what that is. Anyway. synthetic weed. Yeah. That's That's probably what I was on. Okay, that's what happened to Randy. You mean bad like Michael Jackson bad. No, I thought Randy was going to jump in there. Okay. Anyway, Thomas (laughs) writes. Here we go. Here's how his email starts. Okay, please don't hate me, but I'm going to set you up for a challenge this week. And it's partly because I really appreciated your analysis on last week's TBR report, which was the faux documentary, The Buried Secret of M. Night Shyamalan. So this week, I'm sending you a German faux documentary that I really enjoyed called Die Eidland Rutschert. I don't know. It's German from 2008. In English, it means the Island Investigate Investigation. I cannot pronounce that word. It's spelled E Y L A N D T. Island Island. I don't know. The Island Investigation. The challenge is that there's there's no way to watch this film unless you're able to locate it on archive.org. And I suppose the ultimate kicker is that the entire film is told in German. Now get this, without, without subtitles. But I do bear some good news here, because the faux doc rocks even harder than The Buried Secret, in my opinion. If it weren't for this well-written-out English synopsis that somebody translated on IMDb, then I probably would have never seeked interest to pursue further. I'm glad I did, though. Now, he he uh, attaches a three-paragraph-long breakdown of this movie. I'll, I'll give you... Fuck? I know. I'll give you the brief, uh, the abridged version. Um uh, somebody's dad's dead and they get a briefcase of his in it. There are three letters. Two of them look to, they appear to be burnt and, uh, they kind of, um, hint that maybe in his house, they had three people living under it for years. Now these people appear to be from another world. Now th- that again, that's the cliff notes version. Um, I, Thomas, what did I do to you? <laughs> Like, normally I'm up for a challenge. If you're not familiar with archive.org, it's basically a website that um, it keeps a lot of information from websites that went away. So if you're a fucking found footage adventurer, like, I I mean, Thomas earned that title. I, he found it searching the original German name on their on their personal, like, library. And in it, they don't, again, it's a full German faux documentary without subtitles. Now, I threw it on, and I was is watching this, it. Is this a Steinberg? No, I, no, it's not released out here by anybody. There's oh. one trailer that's in English, but it pretty much sums up what I told you about the, the briefcase and the letters. So, but here's the thing. 
I, I trust the TBR report. And I'm like, if he's putting this on, it's really, you know, there's got to be something here at the end. And man, I, I watched it. And if, <laughs> I mean, I'm up for a challenge and having a film in another language with no subtitles is, you know what? Fuck it. I'm game. The problem is that it's a faux doc. So in the faux doc, there are minutes where you have eight. It's like eight straight minutes of a talking head in another language. And I have no idea what they're talking about, where if I had like a synopsis like I do, it kind of abbreviated the whole thing. So I found myself sitting there and I'm like, am I going to get like a fucking platinum trophy or an achievement for sitting through this thing? So I just started skipping through it. I don't, I don't know, man. Thomas, I am completely lost what you wanted me to find here. Uh, <laughs> third act, now, here's the thing. Act one and two are their faux doc. Third act, they you know travel out to the remote house and they go down and they look for where these people were staying. I thought for sure there were going to be some like gnarly UFO alien things. I'll tell you right now, it looked like maybe they had changed the uh, outfitting of the basement to support alien life. That's about it. There wasn't a whole lot there. So it's kind of left like going over this email and I'm like, well, you praise me for covering the Shyamalan one, which, you know, I, I thought it was great. And it, it's an interesting look at how like media deals with, I don't know, fiction in a large cultural sense. And then I come here and I'm like, there's, there's nothing. I couldn't even find a fucking foothold. So Thomas's email ends with, well, it's going to be difficult to understand this movie completely without knowing any German. Again, thank you, Thomas, for that. Uh, I can assure you that there's still something worthwhile here. Uh, the narrative dives into alien UFO phenomenon, great uh, government conspiracies, local legend, and my personal favorite, secret rooms. Anyone else in, interested in viewing this, I'll steer you in the right direction. Again, if you just look up the uh, German title on archive.org, you'll find it. Again, I, Thomas, I, <laughs> I understand there, there's a conspiracy in UFO. The thing is, there's a part in the beginning about 20 minutes in where they're interviewing, or I don't know where they pulled it from, but it looks like a U.S. Senator. And he's talking about something that's pretty interesting, uh, related kind of to a conspiracy. And then it gets voiceovered by a German dude. So you can't hear it anymore. That's about as much hope as I had. Um, Oksana, am I missing anything? You were there with me. Do you want to add anything to that? I didn't make it to the end of that movie. <laughs> yeah, she. I, I think she knew where it was going, and she tapped out like 10 minutes in. Nope. I, and I, I was even thinking about, like, should I even bring this up? Like, should I even cover this as a TBR thing? But uh, again, um, Thomas ends that email with, anyways, please forgive me again for this week's challenge, LOL. But I really believe that there's at least a couple of folks like myself, which will consider this one to be a hidden gem for sure. I'm psyched to hear what you all think. Thomas, I'm fucking confused. I don't know. But again, if, if there's more, if I missed it, contact me. <clears throat> Uh, call me whenever I'll record it. I'll, I'll mend this whole thing. We'll throw it. And I don't know in the next episode, but honestly, I think you need to get some sleep. You got to stop watching Donnie Darko. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, What's this? This is the third, the 13th TBR report. The 13th. Well, I mean, look, <laughs> 12 straight without a flop. 
Well, I, is this a flop? Good. I feel like he's putting me. Yeah, it's in, a flop. You said nothing. <laughs> I do, I do, I mean, I I feel like I'm going to get a package with like a map in it, and it's going to be part of this elaborate hoax. I again, Thomas. Uh, I guess that's it. Again, follow up with me if I'm wrong, but. <laughs> I have nothing, and I couldn't feel more ashamed about it. But nevertheless, you know, instead of reaching out to him and asking what he was going for, I thought I'll just air it on here. That's the way this conversation's been going anyway. So, yeah, I don't know. Clark, you interested? I'll shoot you the link so you can watch it. Oh, man. <laughs> I think I just found it with English subtitles. No, you didn't. Is this it? Wait, did you really? <gasps> she found a version with English subtitles right now as I was. <laughs> is this the right movie? <laughs> All right, how long is it? How long? Hour 20. Oh cool. my God. Uh, so Thomas, uh, let's uh, go ahead and restart this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the TBL report. <laughs> This just in, I found one with subtitles. Um, uh, I'll be back next week to tell you about it. It better be the damn right thing. I've already committed hey, to it. Hey, hold on. We, we got uh, Rodney's back. He's got some German jokes. Oh, my God. All hey, right. hey, what, hey, what do you call a blind German? A Nazi. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Don't laugh at that. He won't leave if you laugh. Oh, my God. Okay. Was that it, Rodney, or you got more? How does every German joke start? By looking over your shoulder. All right. <laughs> wow. That was really, uh, I don't know, topical. Hey, uh, if you're an American in the living room, what are you in the bathroom? European. All right. <laughs> Randy chuckled. <laughs> I like I. <laughs> Rodney's gonna be a regular dude. <laughs> All right. All right. Are you done with your forty-five minute intro segments? Wait, me? Yeah, you got anything else? No, no, I'm done. Randy Michael. Yes, sir. Now you know you spent a good portion of today. You have allotted all your texting today, talking about how little you have to talk about, but. This is true. We're at that point of the show where it's time to get that little out there. <laughs> Good way of putting it, I guess. Um, I caught up on some TV shows and that's about it. Oh, but I can, I can definitely um, rather highly recommend Reservation Dogs, which is on Hulu. I've um, heard about this. Yeah, uh, Taika Waititi created it with um, Sterling Harjo. I haven't seen any of his movies, but he's done a bunch of independent stuff kind of about uh, Native Americans. Um, This movie, uh, it feels very much like um, Taika's Hunt for the Wilder People. It's like that kind of vibe. Um, Takes place um, in Oklahoma, uh, basically around four like teenagers um, that are living on a reservation and basically trying to um, do things to uh, gain money and escape to California. Um, I'm only three episodes in so far, but um, yeah, all the actors in it are are really fun. A lot of cool characters, and um, Bobby Lee shows up in episode two. I hear Bill Burr shows up pretty soon. So, oh, damn. oh I'm in. Yeah, apparently um, Sterling Harjo, who created it with Taika, um, was a big comedy fan and like would go to the store quite a lot. So I think he wrote 
uh, a lot of parts for comedy people. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, more of Reservation Dogs. Oh, how many apps are you in? Uh, there's four up currently. I haven't watched the fourth one yet. I just finished the third one last night. Pretty, pretty good. Cool. Thanks, Larry. Don't, don't laugh at that. Oksana's still drinking that donkey wine, so. Hell yeah. False. It's <laughs> vodka. Oh, shit. Vodka. All right, this next one Clark's going to probably cringe at. It's called Mr. Corman with our boy hit record Joe, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I gave this two minutes. Yeah. And, and here's what I turned off. When I found out he was an elementary school teacher. <laughs> what? You got, you got a here. lot of drama with teachers? No, it's just men that teach little children. Mm, mm, I don't like it. Especially hipsters. Especially handsome hipsters who teach little kids. Eh, yeah. Well, maybe maybe he is a little bit of a uh, a little kid at heart. Um, yeah. So what? I don't know. <laughs> that makes it okay when he touches them. Yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is a failed musician who is now a music teacher, and the show um, has a lot to do with just like him kind of feeling like a failure and like. Um, being a very anxious person, the whole second episode basically like simulates what it's like to have a panic attack. It's kind of hard to watch. Um, I really liked the first episode. Second episode was a little, like I said, hard to watch. Um, and then it gets into a really random, uh, musical scene, which I didn't see coming. And then the third episode so far has gotten even kind of weirder. I don't know if I'm going to stick with it, but, um, I don't know. Every once in a while, you'll see shows that like, you know, they start with some characters that you expect to see throughout all every episode. And then like, I think Master of None did this where like the third episode was just like a completely different like feel and like introduces like different people. So basically, like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's barely in the third episode. So I don't know what exactly um, is supposed to happen from there, but I don't know. There's some like cool musical bits in it. Um musical as in like actual like singing musical and then there's also just like stuff with him like just creating uh music like on guitar and like synth and stuff like uh in the beginning which is just kind of cool i don't know i i tend to like joseph gordon levitt and i feel like this show is really playing a uh trying to play a character that is very unlikable which is kind of interesting i already watched hesher dude hell yeah I saw You're that, still I think. mad about it. I fucking hate Hesher. <laughs> I saw that at uh, Shattuck, I think, like years what? and years ago. Yeah, really. I saw it on. I saw it on Redbox. We both of you. I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> yeah, bro. I've seen Hesher. Fucking terrible. Again, uh, he plays a. He's loosely playing Cliff Burton from Metallica, and uh, I went in there and I was like, "Oh, cool! I love Cliff Burton. I'd love to see." <laughs> A, like tribute to him, and then I got Hesher. Oh, <laughs> are you them. a are you one of these? Uh, it should have been Lars guys. <laughs> no, it, it should have been Lars. No, you know all those fucking charismatic um, musicians that die young. I feel like you know they're only loved because they died. Give people time, get enough time on this earth, and everybody will hate them. They'll be a, that's true. 
digging up shit and getting them fired from Jeopardy like that dude. Mike Richards, not to be confused with Michael Richards, who also I... is not problematic by any means. Right? <laughs> dude, the Mike Richards stuff was so lame, too. He's like, what, he called him like um, booth hoes? He's like, oh, yeah, you're going to be one of those booth sluts or something. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, bad choice, but like, is this really what we're like killing careers over now? I don't know. I don't know why. I, I guess so. All right, That's Clark, all I got. All right. Well, I don't have a whole lot either. Because um, yeah. all the movies we watched in Utah, I'm pretty sure I had seen all of them. Yeah. Uh, except for Wishmaster. I don't think I had seen Wishmaster in its entirety. Yeah. And I still haven't seen Wishmaster in its entirety. Oh, why? What happened? <laughs> I missed like the first 25 minutes. I went to the bathroom. And I took a shower. During the movie? Sh- what the fuck? Yeah. I, I started the movie. She was cooking. And I was like, well, I might as well just shit in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's okay. been hot in uh, Utah. You gotta, You got to get that midday shower in. Yeah, it was it was it was warm, and then it, it rained a good uh, Saturday night. It started raining, um, but we turned on Wishmaster. And the reason why I thought of Wishmaster is because um, our filmmaker, uh, who was just on the show last week, uh, Maxi Contenti, um, was talking about how the Wishmaster series uh, it has a near and dear place in his heart, and he immediately got. Uh, some pushback from one Russell John the Fisher man. Now, here's about the th- how terrible the Wishmaster series. Is. Here's the here's the funny thing. You wrote that in the metadata too, but he was talking about Puppet Master, not Wishmaster. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. You know what's funny? It's-, <laughs> <laughs> it's totally true. Yeah, he was talking about okay, Puppet Master. That makes way more sense. Because Wishmaster sucks. Oh, watch your mouth. I love a you, Wishmaster. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, I have a mixed um, history with it. All right. There's some there's some okay things in it, but the guy's boring. So, oh, man. The Wishmaster. You know, as a early horror fan, I really like that movie. I, lo- I love I fucked that up. Did you save me in the metadata, by yeah, the way? Yeah, we did. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, no. Okay. So oh, <laughs> unbelievable. back in the day when everybody would be like, who's your favorite slasher? You know me. I have to be different. So I really tried to make Wishmaster <laughs> work as my go-to. Um, he's got a pretty terrible uh, franchise of the four. Um, I'll tell you in the first one, the thing that I really liked about it was you kind of get like all of the... Um, you know how on the show I always mention if you see Robert England or like Kane Hodder in something, it's it's denoting of the quality of the film. Yeah, I feel like this one got away being pretty good, even though Robert England, Ted Raimi, um, Tony Todd, Tony Todd, yeah, everybody's in it. Kane Hodder, like, and uh, you know what? I love um, I love the movie until the end. I hate any horror movie where the ultimate kill count is uh, nil. It really yeah. bothers me. It really makes me like annoyed and mad. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought there was a lot in there. I, and I really liked the McFarlane toy. Like when he was the only one that had made all of the, um, the movie maniacs line, like he was the only one making a Jason toy at one point in time, which I know is hard to imagine. Now he made a Wishmaster when it was fucking cool. It came with like the little gem. He had like a, uh, 
it was plastic the cape but it was um it was like malleable like it felt like it was leather or something i don't know i i, I really like that movie watch part two i think part two would be more up your alley because they get uh they get wonky like um nightmare on elm street eventually did also finish There's part great... one first wait what i know he said finish part one first oh yeah that would be good also there's a great uh, shootout in a police precinct that's pretty good. Yeah, and there's a um, suit of armor, if I remember correctly, that comes to life and murders somebody with a morning star. You don't see that a lot. Sausage? Back in the day. <laughs> yes, thank you, Randy. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I have mixed feelings that you watched Wishmaster, but I think I have the, um, the box set here now. That, so we can watch all four. toy is 140 bucks on eBay. No, it's not. I get no. I'm not taking any eBay advice from you. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. What else did you watch? Uh, we watched Mark Marin. He was great. The opener was a Mormon. Okay. Mark he Mormon didn't say that until the end of his set. Well, do they have a law like there? Him. No. I heard on um Kill Tony they went to uh, Brisbane in Australia. And he was, he was making fun of their opening comic who he's like, yeah, he's a local. Do you know why he was on the show? Because you all have a law that says for any show to happen, there has to be a local paid. So mm. they, op- they put him up there so they could pay him. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, I know. You just uh, have Seems them reasonable. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's fair. But, um, I mean, hey, anybody who's starting comedy in Salt Lake City, God bless you. Yeah, you opening know, but, for marriage is not a bad spot. But Wise Guys, Wise Guys is uh, is a good spot. And but here's the thing, dude. Everything is centered around malls there. <laughs> it's like Wise Guys is in a mall, but it's one of these like new malls where it's it's like an outdoor pavilion mall, but <laughs> everything's connected. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like in Arizona. Yeah, it's like fancy strip malls. I mean, that's essentially what we're doing. It's elevated strip malls is all this bullshit is. Yeah, when I was in Arizona and I saw, um, who did I go see that you, John Lovitz. I saw him at a comedy club out there. <laughs> <laughs> he was great. And, it um, stinks. <laughs> they, had, they had one of those too, where it's like a faux mall. Like all the stores kind of look at each other. And in the middle, they had a... Uh, Either what was it? it was like an ice rink when we were out there. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Stand up live is the venue. Oh, there oh, you okay. Anyway, when you get back, we should watch uh, my Vestron Blu-ray of uh, Wishmaster. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it for a proper time. I'll introduce you to my boy uh, Buck Flower. He's one of my favorite um, actors. Now, I and then I also I had to introduce. Um, Amanda to a time to kill. I don't know what we were, how the conversation started, but I had talked about this. Oh, I had talked about, um, you know, if you remember a few weeks, few months ago, I went through my um, catalog of, of watching John Grisham adaptations. Oh yeah. And one of those being a time to kill with the great Matthew McConaughey, Samuel L. Jackson, Kevin Spacey, Chris Cooper, Oliver Platt, Ashley Judd. All right, we get the, it. <laughs> the 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 pigeon lady from Home Alone too. All right, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Donald Sutherland, Kiefer Sutherland. Uh 
Red from That 70s Show. You're cheating. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. This is all off the dome. All off the dome. I couldn't think. What's his name? God damn it. That's a He's weird there. thing. Why would you try and call him out for reading that from a computer anyway? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? I, I, heard, I heard a mouse click. Okay. <laughs> Good. Well, you I got a stroke. <laughs> um, man, y'all need to watch this movie because now this is the second time I've seen it. Also, it's a two and a half hour movie. This thing is unreal. It's, it's nonstop hijinks. For the movie, but it's all racist hijinks. All right, Sounds oh, it's wild. I, you'd have a fun time with it because it is it is a mess. And it's Schumacher, and everyone is soaking wet for two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> everyone is oh, soaking wet. You know that's funny. That's what I now I remember you talking about it. Yeah. Dude, okay. It it is distracting how wet everyone is the right. entire movie. All right. Well, I'll watch it with you, but only with you. I'm not putting that shit on oh. alone. Let me tell you something. I'd watch it right now again. All right. All right. And then we'll watch Wishmaster. And just and also to hear everyone's southern accent. Oh, it's so good. All right. It's all so right. bad. Is that all you got this week? Um no pressure. We're already kind of running long, I think. Yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. I'm going to try and blow through uh, like four movies. Um, what the fuck? Like really quick. Again, it was it was a busy week and I actually did uh, relaxing as my priority this weekend. So I haven't really been thinking about them. One of the movies we did watch with Madeline, though, um, is called Mad God by Phil Tippett. Now, Phil... He's a name I should have known because he basically did stop motion and everything cool. He did like the Rancor in Star Wars. He did the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. And back in 1987, he also started his own movie, which he now completed this year. So over 30 years in the making, he made a movie. Uh, The synopsis for Mad God is a corroded diving bell descends amongst a ruined city and the assassins emerge from it to explore a labyrinth of bizarre landscapes inhabited by freakish uh, citizens. I'm changing that word. It's dude, it's fucking it's one of those things where, you know, they're using like claymation and stop motion. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Alex Cox is in this? Who's that? Like the director of Sid and Nancy and oh. Repo Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. What the Dude, fuck? It's a he- trip. I'll tell you right now. Um, it was we watched it as part of an industry thing for Fantasia. It's fucking it's one again, it's one of those claymation movies where they really you can only express what it's like being human when your subject isn't human. And man, the existential terror, religion, just like uh, you know, the planet as a hellscape. It's dude, it's fucking beautiful. I'll tell you, like, so the diving bell coming down. It's almost like a ten-minute scene where we're just watching this thing go deeper and deeper into Earth, and the backgrounds and the environment are so fucking cool looking. The movie is rad, and um. I posted about it on Instagram today and uh, former guest uh, forever friend Dave O'Shea reached out and said he, he knows one of the dudes on the small team that worked on it. 
So I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll try and uh, get somebody so we can talk to him about it. Cause how you, did you, you guys know, watch it? Uh, again, it was part of the um, industry pack for Fantasia. So we just, gotcha. we had like a early thing, but there is a website up and I think you can pre-order the movie and there's a bunch of cool merch there too. Like, um, let me pull it up because there was a sticker with the director on it that I thought was very funny. So it's him. It's kind of like a Che outline, Che Cavera. And at the bottom of the sticker, it says the revolution will not be filmed. It will be comped in later, which is a, a joke about all the composition that had to be done in the film as there's so much splicing of background. I don't know. It's fucking, it's an amazing film. Um, again, not available, but I, I just had to mention that so everybody could get it on the radar early. Um, then we went to the theater and we saw the night house. Um, the night house is a film that both me and Oksana really enjoyed. And I feel like we could sit down and talk a bunch about it, but since neither of you saw it and I haven't really devoted a bunch of time to going deep into it, I just, I want to throw it out. There as a recommendation. It's one of those films where if it wasn't so, uh, I don't know. It's stylized, but just a little less than like an A24 film. But it's a pretty thoughtful piece about um, life after a loved one kills themselves. And I was reading, you know, I, I wasn't going to segue into this, but I was reading a book called Scanlines that Madeline bought for me. And without going into it much, they're a great companion piece. Um, Scanlines is a, a a story about some kids who try to download porn and end up watching a dude kill himself and how they deal with it. They it's 130 pages. If you, if, if you read, definitely go for it. If you don't read it, can I read your book? Oksana, who wrote it? Who who wrote Scanlines? Todd Kiesling. Yeah. I, when I commented about the night house, he actually went in there, you know, we never plug our Instagram on the show either. I'm Lord battle at fucking Instagram. If anybody gives a shit and um, don't plug me, dude. You're just Clark little on everything. Watch your goddamn There's a W in there. Oh, yeah. William Little. Uh, You guys are doxing him right now. (laughs) You'll you'll get to see all his uh, Confederate flag pictures and him as a mascot in high school or whatever. Also, Um, do they find porn by the end of the the book? No. So in the beginning of the book, they're trying to download. Do they they jerk off to the guy who killed himself? Well, they, they try to download on a 56K modem the Jenna Jameson sex tape. Oh, and so it took uh, like a week. Yeah, it turns out to be the Bud Dwyer. Dwyer? I can't oh, nice. remember his name. Yeah, He's Bud the Dwyer. senator that shot himself in the head with the revolver, which you might have seen on. Um, it wasn't on Faces of Death. It might have been on Traces of Death, but that was that's a pretty popular. <laughs> that yeah, feels weird to use that word. That's a pretty infamous video, and um. It's kind of based on that. Dude, it's really good. It kind of Jenna re- Jameson has never made my penis hard. <laughs> you didn't have the right medication, dude. You didn't do it for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. My um, heart wasn't in it. Again, the night house is dark, and I'll I'll go as far to even say in the first it's night, I hope it's dark. <laughs> in the first two acts, I actually found it to be kind of scary. And that's not a uh, a word I would use to describe many movies I'd seen in the past three years, but man, tension really builds good in that film. I'm not thrilled about some of the choices in the third act, but overall, man, the night house is really good. Try and watch that in a theater. 
Um, next, I'm, on, have, I'm trying to go this week, actually. All right, we'll check it out. Maybe if you watch it, we can talk about it more. Yeah, I may go tomorrow, and then uh, I definitely want to. I definitely will leave this hotel on Thursday to go see Candyman. I know. Yeah, we're gonna try and catch it in Vegas because again, this week, what Tuesday oh, night we're leaving. Yeah, we're gonna be gone. I totally forgot to talk about that. So, all right, so you guys are going to Vegas this week. Uh, when are y'all going? We're leaving on uh, what Wednesday at like four a.m. and then mm-hmm. we'll come back uh, Friday night. Yeah, we'll be back. Y'all driving? Time. Yeah, we're driving. Why, dude? I'm looking forward to a drive. I'm I'm ready so, to like chill and when when I flew to Utah, I had to connect in Las Vegas. Oh, now I have I have not flown in I have not flown into Las Vegas in probably 15 years. The last time I was in Vegas was like a decade ago, and I drove. So I forgot that the airport is right at the Strip. Yeah, like it's all there. Yep. Um, and I had a two hour layover in Vegas, and if you've been to the airport in Vegas, you know you can gamble there. Yep. So did you, Clark? Played the slots. So I put $13 in the first, and I played the Wheel of Fortune slot machine. It's oh, all right. slot machines. Because video poker's bullshit. <laughs> you can't bluff a computer. Get the fuck out of here. Yep. So I can. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the best joke you've ever told. <laughs> so the first button I hit, I win $75. Uh, and then you walked away, right? I lost eighty dollars. How the fuck? Wait, how did you not walk away? No, for real. How was the first thought? The first, like- the first thing I did. It was not the second. It was the first one. I won seventy five dollars. I put in thirteen. I had eighty eight dollars. Wait, no, really? Then, how did you not just turn around and leave? So what yeah, I time did? To kill. So oh here's what. God. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Honestly. Because what happened is that I got it down to 50. I was like, all right, I'm at 50 bucks. And then I printed the ticket. And then I walked around for maybe two minutes. And I said, fuck it. I'm letting it ride. (laughs) And boy, I lost $50 real quick. And then I put in $20. Lost $20 real quick. So I'm down 40. So then I, I I, I was talking to Amanda. I was like, you know, and she was like, Keep going. <laughs> so she, oh. she, actually, she actually, she Venmoed me $20. Oh my God. And said, happy birthday. And uh, I lost $40 real quick. <laughs> so yeah, I was up 75 and I'm down 80. All right. Well, since we're on the topic of losing money, we might as well mention that we went and saw Ted Bundy, American Boogeyman, as a Fathom event uh, before you left. And what again- uh, former guest Daniel Farron uh, is the director writer here. And Daniel, I love you. I can't tell what your deal is, though. When we talked to him originally, it was about um, uh, Hillary Duff playing Sharon Tate and just kind of treading on a touchy topic there. He was pretty cavalier and like, no, I think I'm doing the right thing. Yet his films, man, they always have like like true crime elements to them that just feel in bad taste. This one, you know what? Oh, I should have got the damn video ready because I actually recorded part of the intro with uh, Chad Michael Murray talking about how we hate Ted Bundy. He's a bad man. In no way are we celebrating him or trying to make money off of him. Or I, I guess he couldn't say that. Dude, he's a disgusting, vile 
despicable, terrible, <laughs> gross, the worst human being of all time. We hate him. We never liked him. We hope he dies again. Like if you like him, you're an idiot. We're right. You're wrong. <laughs> now, enjoy the next 90 minutes where we celebrate Ted Bundy. Yeah, right? He, he tries to really <laughs> sell it like we're not exploiting this. And it's like, okay. And then it goes into just a documentary. Where it's just a talking head documentary, kind of recounting what he did. And then there's a, I can't remember how they transition, but then we go into full film. Voiced by, voiced by Lynn Shea. Yeah, Lynn Shea was our uh, VO in the beginning. And the film starts, and I can only describe it as completely exploitive and totally celebrating Ted Bundy as a Michael Myers figure. I mean, yeah. the, the full name of the film is American Boogeyman. And they they kind of film him. So we start off, he's killing people. And we kind of get a slow progression of him being more and more violent. But they yada, yada, yada over everything in this movie. It's like, oh, he, he got locked up. Yada, yada, yada. He got out. Oh, yeah, it happened again. Oh, he got out again. And then, but what they, they take their time with is, oh, I'm a girl. And uh, I'm looking for my girlfriend. She was supposed to be out here smoking. Oh, wait, her scarf's on the floor. I hope everything's okay. It's like, wait, we're going to linger here in this like pedophile perfume, like musty cigarette and blood and tea. I don't know. And th dude, the climax of the movie is literally him ascending to slasherdom. He kills all the people in the sorority, which I don't think the, the real story didn't end there. I think there's like a lot more yet in this movie, we yada, yada, yada. What happens after that? And then he's in an electric chair, and then they don't even show him die. They're like, the yeah, end. We, we yada yada the prison break. All of them. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yada yada the... Oh, and there's, there's literally a moment where we're kind of doing like Silence of the Lambs, and our detective, they're there on location. And he's oh. in another room killing somebody. And we come in, we're gun ready, we're going to put him down. And he's standing there in the corner. Like they're making eye contact, but then through some weird camera movement, again, everything in this movie, it, this movie is kind of handheld. And then I don't, it's like got this weird faux documentary vibe through the whole thing. And in this movie, in that final like showdown, we're looking right at him and he fucking teleports. The camera will like move a little bit. Like maybe there's a noise. He's gone. And then she'll be like, where'd he go? And like, he's literally in a corner with no window or anything. And then he'll appear uh, from off camera and he'll move into frame and then he'll teleport again. And it's like you y'all are literally making him like a fucking legend with this movie. <laughs> it was crazy. It's also like hyper misogynist. And it's another like we don't understand slasher films yet. We're like we're perpetrating everything that people claimed they were originally doing in the 80s and they actually weren't. I don't know. It was a trip. Is there anything you wanted to add to that, Clark? Uh, from RottenTomatoes.com in the Culture Mix website, uh, Carla Hay wrote, The only thing you will learn is that this movie will surely hold the title of the worst movie ever made about Ted Bundy. <laughs> this isn't just like watching a train wreck. It's like watching a nuclear bomb of extremely bad taste and putrid filmmaking. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Oh, oh you know what? I should mention, uh, Lin Shay plays his mother. And oh at the end God. of the film, 
Uh, I don't know why, but our detective, like the people investigating. Oh, also, there's a moment in this movie where they claim like one of the detectives. So there's an FBI agent and a local detective. The the local is a female and they make a big deal out of this. Like, you know, um, female police officers don't get any pool and nobody listens to them. And while the FBI guy and, and her chatting, they somehow discover or they coin the phrase serial killer. Oh, you don't yeah. remember that? It's it's so weird. Like, why why does this take up ten minutes of your movie? Well, it, well, it really ties the room together at the end of the film, where they they do the captions of all the major players in the movie, including Ted Bundy. Yeah, um, and they show a caption of like what happened to you know that the FBI guy and. It said that he is actually the one that coined the phrase serial yeah. killer. But in the movie, we learned that he stole it from the woman. Yeah. Weird, weird little nod there to, uh, I don't know, even he but doesn't like women or something. We have to we have to bring up the end of the film. Yeah. With I know. Lynn Shea, where you and I, I, I thought I was going to pass out. <laughs> I, I was laughing so hard. I thought I was going to pass out because Lynn Shea starts to sing amazing grace and they play amazing grace in the background it is the most bizarre thing and then lynn shay gets the lyrics to amazing grace wrong and it is the best thing i've ever seen in my life yeah you you vocalized very <laughs> loudly in the theater when it happened now amazing grace how sweet the sound but she says Amazing Grace, how sweet the Lord. And, you know, I think that was a choice because, uh, again, in this movie, Lynn Shea is Chad Michael Murray's mother. And I think they're trying to make a point that she was like a crazy religious woman. Yeah. This impacted him. And so I don't, it was really stupid. But it didn't translate well. And it really did feel like Lynn Shea just fucked up and they're like, now let's keep it. Also, all the music in this movie, public domain. What? That's a weird choice. Yeah. Like who? So she puts on a record at one point, and you're like, "Hey, that that country music is fucking. It's public domain too." Whoa, 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 whoa! That was blues. That's oh, Mississippi blues, okay. John Hurt. She puts on Mississippi John Hurt, and I was like, "Is it Mississippi John Hurt?" <laughs> and, just, and, I, and yeah, it was. It, I was it, like, "Well, because he's public domain." Yeah, it really made no impact on me. Like, unless we're doing a tiptoe through the window or whatever. What is that? Who's that little guy Tiny, from? Tiny Tim. Him? Yeah, the SpongeBob okay, okay, guy. Okay, Tiny Tim is not a little guy. Tiny Tim was like 6'4". All right, but he was made famous by uh, SpongeBob no, Nickelodeon. No, he was made famous <laughs> from being Tiny Tim. He was married on The Tonight Show. Oh, Tiny yeah. Tim was an enormous star. Yeah, thanks Thank to you. SpongeBob and Nickelodeon. Fuck a SpongeBob. I, I love mean, Tom Kenny, but Sponge, SpongeBob can suck. Is he sponge worthy? Okay. Yeah. Um, lastly, SpongeBob uh, is definitely not SpongeBob. Not sponge, I don't know. I I think he's autistic. It might be actually like breaking a law to like bone that dude. Um, now, the last film that I wanted to touch on. Yeah. You haven't heard that. One of, one of the reviewers over here at the Overlook has this grand theory that SpongeBob is about a. Um, a kid no 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 no. i'm not getting hung up on that I'm getting hung up that you can't have sex with an autistic person oh. 
are you well, talking about? I mean, I, I assume that he wasn't consenting in this like little fantasy we were playing out. Russ is going to get us canceled again. Anymore, dude. I don't know. I feel like you could manipulate somebody if they're not uh, full um, in, in full control of their faculty. Good movie. Okay. <laughs> okay. And lastly, I want to touch on this film that everybody seems to be talking about and shitting on. Again, we're talking about our favorite boy, our favorite sci-fi genius, Neil Blomkamp, and his film Demonic. Now, I know you guys haven't had a chance to see it yet. Is everybody shitting on it? Oh, yeah. People, I mean, here's the thing. It's not good. And I mean that, like, for me, it kind of feels more um, Marvel movie than, like, weird indie sci-fi film. And, um, I mean, it was like, I think it was a secret film he made in Canada during covid and um, there's a, uh, I mean, we could talk about this thing, right? So our lead gets called because her mom's in like a coma, a coma, and uh, they hook her up like brain to brain during this uh, machine. And uh, we go into this weird um, kind of like video game looking scene that, you know, if you listen to the Rogan podcast, Neil... Bloomkamp really gets into detail about like um what what it's volumetric capture is that right randy do you know about that i don't know what it is but i did hear him say that yeah okay yeah it's like volumetric capture you know listening to that podcast which if you want to hear them talk about film go ahead and skip an hour into it because they don't get there for a long time but it, it was pretty interesting hearing his argument as to why rendering this whole thing in 3D and manipulating it in post and kind of using it as like a faux memory link up thing, all incredibly interesting. Yet the movie that this is buried in, it really, there's no context. And I don't know how you would do that anyway to, you know, remark on the craft of the film, but it kind of ends up looking like Scanner Darkly or something, like not really rotoscoped, but. I don't know. It's interesting looking, but it's mostly distracting. And ultimately the movie's about a secret group from the Vatican that does battles with demons. Yet when you watch the film, you wonder if they've ever successfully killed a demon. I, I won't go into detail about that. I mean, it's really stupid. I thought it was really dumb yet. There's one moment in the second act of the movie. And I, since you guys are going to watch it, I'll just let you know, it happens at 3 a.m. And you see it coming a mile away. But I just really thought it worked. And I was kind of shocked that this movie that is mostly a bunch of shit that I don't like had like one one scene that, you know, I'm still thinking about today. And, you know, everybody's shitting on it. And they're not wrong. Um, Blomkamp's new movie, though, that he was talking about um, with Rogan, the vampire one, sounds incredible. And I am very down for that high hard sci-fi thing, but I don't know, man. I I guess you can't rush a filmmaker like him, even though I haven't seen Elysium or Chappie. Uh, what else? You're good. Oh, oh wait a minute, uh, Russ. I'm sorry, we got breaking news. Oh, what is it? Wait, wait. Uh, do, you, Rod- do you want to hear the stinger? Yeah. Here you go. Breaking news. Stinger. Yeah, breaking news. All right. All right, we're going to go live with our field reporter, Rodney Dangerfield, with oh, some exorcism God. jokes. Oh. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, you ever heard of a reverse exorcism? It's when the devil tells the priest to exit the child's body. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Why was the priest so exhausted after performing an exorcism? Well, because he just exercised. <laughs> All right. Oh, wow. You should have led with that one. <laughs> yeah, no joke. I don't screen these. I just, I pulled up the document and I said, All right, let's go. Oh, I'm reading them live, baby. All right. Well, I'm done. So you can do those as long as you want. You don't, you, uh, so here's the thing. Um, I, y'all shared the screener with me and I put the screener on. However, uh, the screener, would not let me airplay. It would only let me screen mirror. And I would have to do that on my phone. And then it stopped working. And then I hit refresh. And then I said I was out of place. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it didn't work for me. Yeah, we, we got hit up by a press agency. And they, they offered us a um, screener that was good for five times or within a amount of time. And I guess you refreshing that used up multiple Whatever. Sorry. I mean, what, it's going to be in VOD the day it's after this out. episode. The day that this it's goes out. out. It's out. They're saying it's. I just out. checked. It's out. That's what I was telling her before. To, oh my! Go I ahead. Sorry, like, I got my dates mixed up again. All right. Look, I'm sorry. Your main job is to be on top of dates. God. Like, that is your job. It's the same mistake I already made. Yeah, in the Maxi uh, interview, it was out on the twenty twentieth, right? And then Maxi's movie was the twenty. So when we were talking to Maxi, I was like, yeah, it comes out tomorrow. Wrong. It came out the following Tuesday. All right. Are you going to say anything? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Beg for forgiveness. <laughs> no, thank you. From the audience, not from me. I apologize. I'm deeply what? That's sorry. The, that's the <laughs> first time I've ever heard you apologize about anything. I, I have nothing to apologize before. Yeah, she's a strong woman. Leave her alone. There we go. And it, it's back. All also, right. she just apologizes a bit. All right. Anything else? <laughs> I like how you redacted that. <laughs> no, I'm good. And I promise next week after I come back from Vegas, I'll be more prepared than this one. Oh, man. All right. Well, <laughs> Randy, anything else? I've got nothing else now. I think next time. Actually, no, I lied. Let's say next time I talk to you, I might be in Atlanta. You don't know also, when you're moving to Atlanta? No, I just got con- I got confused on the dates, too. So now I got egg on my face. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, on Thursday, we're going to be interviewing people to be your surrogate parents as we're letting you go. That's so, true, though. I think they're younger than me. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I got nothing. What would that mean? <laughs> Cause that, can that happen? I mean, if it's an adoption, sure. Is there a, an age limit to adopting people, or could you be like eighteen? I think I think it's up to eighteen. Can you adopt people that are older than eighteen? I don't know. If I think probably. Can, It'll check out. Parties people are willing. Show whose job is to research things. <laughs> Oksana, it, is this all true? What a what a novel idea. It's too late now. I don't. All right. <laughs> oh, all right. By the way, we forgot to say it. This is episode 269, baby. 